Are you looking for ways to save money on your Ireland vacation without jumping through hoops? I've got all the tips you need in today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for another edition of the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today we're digging into money-saving tips for your Ireland vacation. Now, Ireland has never been a budget destination. For most of us, it requires a rather lengthy plane trip, and uh, then you have everything on top of that, accommodations, car rental, food, attractions. Things add up really, really quickly. But with a little bit of planning, you can save money on your Ireland vacation. And that's what I'm going to do today is show you how to do that. Now, one of the most powerful tools you can use to save money in Ireland is a plan. And I've got a brand new uh, planner and journal that is designed to do just that. The My Ireland Vacation Planner and Journal follows the exact steps that I use to plan my own Ireland travels and tours. It has four sections, planning, itinerary, travel tips, and a journal that will lead you through each step of creating the Ireland trip that you have been dreaming about. You're going to find easy to use worksheets, loads of advice, and fun journaling prompts to remember your magical Ireland vacation. You're going to find more information about the Ireland Vacation Planner and Journal at irelandfamilyvacations.com backslash Ireland Planner. And if you use code PODCAST10, you can save 10% on both the printed or the digital version. Now let's dig into how to save money on your Ireland vacation. As always, there is a lot of information in this podcast, so you want to be sure to visit the show notes and click through to get all the information and extra links that I am going to mention. So we're going to begin at the very beginning, and that is when you travel. It makes a difference. Um, you know, traveling during the busy season or the high season always costs more. It is the simple economics of supply and demand. When the demand rises, the supply diminishes, therefore it costs more. So if you're serious about saving money, you need to look to the less popular shoulder seasons for your vacation. Remember, Ireland doesn't have a huge, huge fluctuation of weather. So traveling in late May or late September is likely to be just as nice as traveling in mid-July. Some of my favorite Ireland vacations have actually taken place in November and January. So what I want you to do is head over to the website and read when is the best time to visit Ireland or listen to podcast episode number 87 to get the tips on kind of choosing the best time for your own Ireland vacation. It may end up being during that high season because that's the only time you can travel, but you might be surprised at the options and activities that take place the rest of the year. Now, once you have figured out when you're going to travel, 
you need to start monitoring your flights. Now, no offense to travel hackers, but I don't have the time or the patience for airline miles or credit card miles or any of that. Um, and I'm not willing to put up with multiple layovers to save a few dollars. I want to get to Ireland. I want to get there as directly as possible and I want to enjoy my vacation. So once I know my travel dates, I use a few tools and do some really simple flight monitoring. And the tools I use are Kayak, Airfare Watchdog, and simple Google travel searches. I check every route and every airport that I could conceivably use, and then I set flight alerts. I watch those routes to understand what the average price is so that when a deal comes up, I know if it's a deal or not. I know if this is something I need to jump on and grab my tickets, or if it's really not as much of a deal as maybe the airline or, um, or a, a travel website is making it out to be. You can get all of my flight monitoring tricks and tools in the article, Booking Your Flight to Ireland, over at Ireland Family Vacations. Next, we're moving on to car rental. Now, currently, we're talking 2022, there is a car rental shortage and prices are high everywhere. When you add in the increased petrol costs, the outlay can be significant. So if you plan to self-drive in 2022, the first thing you need to do is book your car rental early. I booked my car rental for June about two months ago, I suppose, and, and I didn't really pay an exorbitant amount. However, now I'm seeing that car rentals are $1,500 to $2,000 for a week, and oh, that's gutting. <laughs> so number one, book that car rental early. Number two, if you know how to drive a manual transmission, AKA a stick shift, rent that car. An automatic car always costs more in Ireland. Now, I do want to say that if you don't know how to drive a manual transmission, Ireland is not the place to learn, and this is not a way to cut your costs. So just, if you don't drive a stick, don't rent one, period. It's not worth it um, for the savings. The next thing you want to do is rent the smallest vehicle that you and your family, your group will be comfortable in. Now, do not skimp on a car that is too small because if you get there and you realize it's too small, you're going to pay more to upgrade at the rental lot if you're even going to have the availability to do so. So do your research on the cars available, rent the smallest that you can be comfortable in, but not one that is too small. Next, don't rent a car for longer than you need. I've said it many times and I'm going to say it again, you do not need or want a car in Dublin. Dublin is a very compact city, it's very, very walkable, and if you rent a car at the airport and drive into Dublin, you're going to be parking it and paying for it for a day or two, and you're going to be paying for parking, and that is expensive in the city. So don't rent a car until you absolutely need it. Another thing to check is the cost of one-way rentals. Now, usually a one-way rental where you rent a car in one place and return it to another costs more, 
but I want you to check this because there might be a cost savings there if you're taking the train to Galway or Limerick or even Kil Killarney and renting the car there and then driving it back to Dublin. Now it may cost more, it may be a savings, but it's worth checking comparing the daily cost of the car rental, the cost of the one-way rental, the cost of the train ticket, and seeing if it helps you come out ahead to not have a car for your entire trip. Another spot you can save money, and this is, this is I'm kind of adding an asterisk to this one. Um, if your credit card has car rental coverage in Ireland, and many do not cover Ireland, um, so you have to check that, you can certainly use that instead of purchasing the excess CDW and using the CDW coverage that comes with the car rental. Now what you have to understand with that is that the rental company will place a large hold on your credit card, thousands of dollars, like a $5,000, $7,000 hold on that credit card, which is basically your insurance in case of damage. So, you know, do you have that money available to just be held and sitting there in case of a car rental accident. If you do not have credit card coverage, do not refuse the excess CDW to save a few dollars. In the long run, it could cost you thousands more. Now, everything you need to know about car rental in Ireland is available on my website. I highly recommend that if you are planning a self-drive tour, that you read it, paying special attention to step number six, which is all about insurance coverages. Another thing with car rental, um, use a comparison tool like Auto Europe as you begin searching for car rentals. You're going to be able to check many different car rental companies at the same time and find the best deal. And don't forget, that if you visit irishcarrentals.com and use the code IFV, you can save 10%. So when you're doing your comparison, use those two things as well. Okay, moving on to accommodations. Now, the first thing that you want to think about is how many places are you going to stay? If you stay in one place for three days or more, you might find that you're going to get an extended stay discount. Uh, a lot of places will offer a little bit of a break if you stay for three nights as opposed to two. You're also going to find that a longer stay in a self-catering cottage or a holiday home might be more cost-effective than staying in a hotel or a bed and breakfast. Now, obviously, in a self-catering cottage, you're not going to have the benefit of the included breakfast, but you know, feeding yourself and staying in can save a few bucks as well. Another tip is to stay outside of the city center. Accommodations close to popular tourist spots cost more. Just, you know, they're close, it's right outside the door. You're going to pay for that benefit. So choose a spot that's a little further away, you know, do a little more walking, um, you know, drive in, but plan, you know, plan those accommodations based on what you want to see and how, how easily you can get to them 
by different methods. And finally, consider a mix and match of your accommodations. Save money in one area. Maybe you do a self-catering cottage that um, doesn't have maybe all the amenities you want. It's, it's comfortable, but not super fancy. And by saving money in that area, maybe you can splurge on another area of accommodation for a couple of nights. So look at mixing and matching those. Maybe um, checking out a hostel that isn't too hostily, <laughs> believe it or not, those exist. Um, maybe you'll do a little bit of camping or glamping um, and then move on to a self-catering accommodation to splurge on maybe a night in a castle. So do uh, consider that as well. Now let's talk about food. It's my favorite topic. <laughs> um, if breakfast is included in your stay, be sure to take advantage of that. A full Irish breakfast will power you through until early afternoon. Now, I'm only good for an Irish breakfast maybe twice during a week-long stay. But if you order porridge or oatmeal and enjoy uh, some yogurt with granola and some fruit, that's going to power you through a lot with some good fiber and carbohydrates. So take advantage of the breakfast that is offered. As you're out and about, go ahead and stop in a grocery and grab some things for a simple picnic some bread and some cheese, a little bit of fruit, um, and enjoy that. Don't, don't feel like you have to eat every meal in a restaurant. And if you're self-catering, eat in. Grocery shopping in Ireland is really a lot of fun. There are so many different products and flavors to try, so take advantage of that. If you are eating in a restaurant for dinner, eat early you're going to find that many restaurants offer an early bird special before 7 p.m., so be on the lookout for that. And finally, eat away from the tourist spots. A pint of Guinness in Dublin can be double what it is in a rural pub. So, you know, the further out from those tourist destinations that you get, the better deals you're going to find. Now, moving on to attractions. The OPW Heritage Card is probably the best deal in the Republic of Ireland. You can buy it for individuals, you can buy it for families, but the card covers entry into dozens of sites managed by the Office of Public Works, all for a single fee. So if you have six to eight heritage sites on your itinerary, this card is a must. I recommend purchasing your OPW Heritage Card at the first OPW site that you visit. That may be in Dublin, it may be outside of Dublin. Just be aware that some of the smaller sites do not have credit card machines, so you want to have enough cash on hand. And you can learn more about buying your OPW card at Ireland Family Vacations. Now, if you plan to spend two or more days in Dublin, the Dublin Pass can help you save both time and money in the city. This is a card or a digital pass that gives you entry into over 30 attractions and activities in Dublin for a single price. Now, a little caveat of this is that you really should do a bit of homework before making this purchase to be sure that the sites you want to visit are included on it and that it will be a good value. 
I have kind of a breakdown of that on my website. And then finally, book online in advance. Now, some popular sites actually just require that you book online for tickets. Um, they showing up and and taking a chance on it may guarantee that you will not get in. So definitely be sure to do, do your research on popular sites and see if advanced booking is required, but also check for an online booking discount. You're going to find that a lot of places do have this and it will save you 10% and sometimes more on popular attractions in Ireland. And finally, shopping. <laughs> You're going to come home with some souvenirs from Ireland. So let's make sure that you are getting the best deal you can on those. First and foremost, do not use a currency exchange kiosk or shop. Your best exchange rate will be found at an ATM using your debit card. Just be aware of any fees that are associated with cash withdrawal from your bank or your credit card, but know that the best exchange rate is always going to be found with an ATM withdrawal. Number two, do not, under any circumstances, use dynamic currency conversion when making a payment with a credit or debit card. Now, if you haven't heard about dynamic currency conversion, what that is, is a benefit to the traveler, and I put benefit in air quotes, it's a benefit to the traveler to pay in their local currency. What they don't tell you is that the exchange rate can be double what you would get for an exchange rate if you were just paying in the local currency. So always pay in the local currency. In the Republic of Ireland, that is the Euro. In Northern Ireland, it is the British pound. But always, always, always pay in the local currency and not in your own currency. Another thing you want to be aware of as you're shopping is the VAT, the value added tax. Now this is included in the purchase of most goods in Ireland. It's built right into the price. And as a tourist, you can receive that tax back on many of the souvenirs you buy. And you're going to claim that for the most part as you leave Ireland. But there are uh, either paper forms or a card that you need to have as you're shopping so that you can claim that. So when you're making your purchases, be sure to ask about the VAT, the V-A-T, Value Added Tax. I have an article, <laughs> as always, um, over on the website that explains more about the VAT, the different um, the different ways that you can get it back. There are a few different uh, programs in Ireland. You're going to probably use one or two during your shopping experiences. So I want you to hop over and check that out. Also, don't feel like it's all touristy to shop duty free <laughs> because a lot of the, the little trinkety type things that you're going to get can be purchased at the airport for about the same price that you're going to pay in tourist shops across the country. And, you know, then you're just skipping the tax altogether. Also, Irish whiskey. Believe it or not, you can get better deals 
on Irish whiskey at the airport. So unless the whiskey is a distillery exclusive or incredibly rare, save your whiskey purchases for the airport. You're also going to find that some distilleries make an airport exclusive blend. So you're only going to find it at the airport. So unless it's, unless it's a super special whiskey, buy that at the airport as well. So there you have it. Um, a bunch of tips. <laughs> I know there's a lot, um, but all of these tips are really easy and actionable and will help you save money on your Ireland vacation. So like I said, pop over to the show notes, click through to the link and you're going to find them all laid out for you. No need to take notes. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you found it helpful, I would love it if you would leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If your podcast app won't let you leave a review, I would love it if you would uh, leave a review over at the Ireland Family Vacations Facebook page, or just take a screenshot and tag me at Ireland Family Vacations on Instagram with a few kind words. As always, if you have questions or comments, you can email me, Jody, J-O-D-Y, at IrelandFamilyVacations.com, and I will respond. Thank you again so very much for listening, and until next time, Slanga Folk.